just our real estate episode number 303. By my 40th birthday, I'm 32 right now, I will control $1 billion in real estate. All right, guys, welcome to Just Our Real Estate. My name is Mike Simmons. I am your host, and I am thrilled that you chose to tune in today. I appreciate you being here. We're all busy. We all have a lot going on. The fact that you tune in and listen to the show is way cool. I'm really excited about that, and I have a really, really cool interview for you today, an interview that I'm excited to bring you with a really great investor. But before we get started, I want to give a shout out and some love to our new sponsor, LandlordStation.com. LandlordStation.com is a one-stop shop for small landlords. They offer tenant screening, and you know if you listen to the show for any length of time, I have screwed up royally when it comes to screening tenants. You must screen your tenants. You must do a good job of that, or you are going to be really sorry. It's going to cost you thousands of dollars, and LandlordStation.com offers tenant screening for you guys, that alone makes it worthwhile. But when you get there, you're going to be very happy to find out that they also offer online rent payment software and services. They offer e-signatures, document storage, and rental applications. They literally have everything you need. Go check them out. I highly suggest that you go there and sign up and give them a shot. If you go to the website on the right-hand side, click on the Landlord Station banner and you will get 50% off of tenant screening. That's awesome. That alone is is worth the time to go there and check it out. So go there, check it out. Go to the website, landlordstation.com. Tell them I sent you right in there. uh, Just start into the box, the promo code, just start, and you will get 50% off of tenant screening. I hope you go check them out. All right, guys, thank you for joining me here on Just Start Real Estate. I am really excited that you're with me today, and I'm really excited to have my guest on the show. Today, I have on the line Joe Fairless. Joe is the founder of Fairless Investing and controls over $7 million in real estate. He's also the host of a top-rated investing podcast called Best Real Estate and Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever. He started investing in single-family homes in 2009 while working full-time at a New York City advertising agency. He made the switch to apartments when he realized he could achieve his financial goals much faster by buying lots of, quote, homes at once. He raised over $1 million and is currently working on a 300-unit development deal. Joe consults beginning investors who want to buy apartment communities and raise money from investors. Joe, I am really excited to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm doing well, and thank you so much, Mike, for having me. Awesome. It's a pleasure. It's a real honor, actually. So I want to talk to uh, I want the listeners to find out a little bit more about you. So before we dive into the hardcore real estate and start talking about it, let's back up a little bit. And and if you could give the listeners an idea of, you know, exactly how you started in real estate and a little bit about your background. Sure. Well, I I guess if uh, my background, you know, we want to talk a little bit about my professional experience, then I was uh, I was in advertising. Um, I was working in advertising agencies in New York City. I graduated from Texas Tech in 2005, and I moved straight up from Lubbock, Texas, which is cows and cotton, to New York City, which is uh, not that <laughs> at all. And I, you know, my first job was at, at a New York City advertising agency on Madison Avenue. Um, you know, I remember being in a conference room called St. Pat's because it looks over. Uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral, right there, um, and that was uh, that was my my plan was to climb the corporate ladder, and um, and just do really well. 
I never really, I never, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, but the more I got into it and the more my career progressed and it, it progressed rather quickly. I was the youngest vice president of award-winning advertising agency in New York City. And I was VP before my 30th birthday. Wow. And I was, I was, I had a good career. Um, but I, 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 I rose the ranks in that career because I cared. I cared about what I was doing. I cared about the 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 work and I cared about learning and you know Tony Robbins ha- talks about the six human needs and I won't go into all six of them but the last two lead to fulfillment and that's growth and contribution uh, so in order to be fulfilled uh, we have to feel like we're growing mentally emotionally uh, and we're making progress uh, and then also we're contributing we're contributing the more than just ourselves we're we're cre- cre- contributing to a greater cause we're improving something we're getting better um and what we're doing has a large ripple effect and i just wasn't feeling that anymore in advertising and you know life's too short to do stuff that you don't care about and i found myself not caring at all about uh advertising so i i decided to make a a, a rather uh significant change uh, from you know working in advertising to what I do now, where I raise money and I buy apartment communities, and I've, I've noticed that the people I speak to, who are doing what I'm doing, uh, typically don't have I'd say 99 out of 100 times don't have the marketing advertising background that I have. Usually, it's a you know they're a real they're a realtor, and then from a realtor. Uh, they I, they see that their clients are making all the money on the transaction, so then they switch over to to start buying multifamily properties. So, um, you know, I that that is the the background from a you know professional standpoint. Really, it's from Texas to New York City to you know now I'm uh, you know bouncing around all over. As I'm doing this interview with you, I'm in Cincinnati uh, working on a, a property that I have with investors. Actually, the first one, and then also working on a development deal that you mentioned. Nice. Now, I have to ask you, you're from Texas. Are you a football fan? Well, I'm from Texas, right? <laughs> okay. The, all right. I, I thought it was rhetorical, but I want to make an assumption. All right. Friday, so, night, li- Friday night Lights was my high school, my friend. Uh, okay. So I have to ask you, Houston Texans or Dallas Cowboys? Texas Tech Red Raiders. <laughs> you're not going to... All right. I, 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 am a, I am obsessed with uh, Texas Tech football. Um, NFL, actually, uh, I, I'm a Lions fan with NFL uh, because I was born. I mentioned I've, on uh, you know previous conversation. Um, I mentioned to you I'm, I was born in Flint, Michigan, yeah. uh, so I have family, extended family, still there, and I grew up a Lions fan, so that's always stuck with me. Um, but uh, first and foremost, Texas Tech, uh, and then I'll go Detroit. Okay. Boy, you must have been getting a lot of. Uh, I'm going to make this uh, interview not super like it's not going to stand the test of time now. But you must have got. A, did you get a lot of phone calls from people in Texas when the Cowboys beat the Lions? Then, yeah, I did. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I don't care because I just grew up uh, watching Barry Sanders, yeah. and that guy was just. Yeah. Out of this world, phenomenal, yep. and that that just him and like Herman Moore and Scott Mitchell, and I just loved watching them. Nice, all right, I love it, man, I love it. All right, we're digressing a little bit. All right, so real estate. Let's get back to real estate. So, in researching and, and reading about you a little bit and trying to become a little more educated about what you're about, I definitely see that you're a guy 
who's interested in enjoying life. I mean, you you definitely work hard and you've done amazing things to this point in your life, but I can see also that it doesn't rule you. Your business doesn't rule you and you're very, um, it seems to me that you're very interested in keeping a balance and, and, and doing, um, you know, doing what you call of doing more good, right? Trying to, trying to, whatever that is, but you're trying to not let yourself be a slave to your own business. So, can you tell us a little bit about your business, how you run it, and and maybe how you allow yourself or how it is that you can be so successful but still do the things that you want to do and not be a slave to it? Well, I would say that if we consider ourselves a slave to anything, then we aren't enjoying what we're doing. And really, it's about enjoying the process because, you know, whatever we're trying to achieve, once we get there, we're going to be like, oh, is, is that it? Or we're going we're gonna to be on an emotional high for a little bit, maybe a week or two or a month. And then after that, it's like, all right, we better have another goal set up, ready to go. Because the fulfillment is in, um, you know, the, 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 the journey and not to sound too, too you know, um, too high, like meta or high, you know, high level or mystical, but it, it really is. And so, how I keep my balance is that I do stuff that I care about. I do stuff that I enjoy doing. I mean, if someone were to look at me and look at the hours that I spend doing the stuff that I do, uh, they may or may not say I have balance in my life because I spend the majority of my time that I'm awake. Uh, working on my business, but that business is my balance because I'm, you know, I, I have a, I, a podcast, um, as, as you mentioned, and uh, you've, you know, been a guest on the show. Um, and I, it, it releases daily episodes. You know, the best real estate investing advice ever is a daily show. So that is time consuming. But uh, as far as how do I um, kind of automate some of that process? That has been a, a big learning uh, where I have an intern who actually goes to Texas Tech. He's a junior and he does the guest scheduling primarily based on predetermined criteria. Um, and then I have another intern who attends Penn State University and she does the social media promotion. So all I do and all is, uh, I shouldn't say all, everything I do is um, basically the conversation with the guest and then also um, you know the the show notes and typing up uh, the, the 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 slant for the story yeah. um, from a real estate standpoint in addition to that though and and that's applicable not for um, just people who are interested in podcasts but it's applicable for real estate businesses because I've I've interviewed uh, you know flippers who have grown their companies to ridiculous levels and how they started growing their company was the same way that I'm building my podcast business. And that is um, you bring on someone who is hungry for information and uh, you give them a piece of the revenue based on their performance. And then as they perform and as you help them elevate to the next level, then your business gets elevated with them. And that's been how I've approached any type of business I've ever done. Um, from a you know from a real estate, uh, my real estate business, you know I raise money and I buy multifamily properties with investors. Uh, and 
what I, how I shift my focus is based on where, wherever that focus is needed. Uh, and one of the, the main things that I do that I absolutely love, and it's a great roadmap for me, um, is every month, the beginning of every month, I write down all the outcomes I want to have happen for that month. And if I'm ever, uh, if I'm ever curious or if I'm ever um, confused about what I should be focusing on that day or that week, I just simply look back at the outcomes for that month and I just start hammering out each, you know, each of those and make sure that once the month's over, that gets accomplished. So, you know, it, it's really for me, balance is about, um, you know, what I'm, what I'm interested in and what, what keeps me, um, you know, keeps me engaged. And then it's, it's, it, cause if, if from an outsider looking in, um, it might not be balanced, but with me, it's just a beautiful balance because I'm able to do what I love doing. Right, and I think really, ultimately, the balance is what it is that that makes you feel like you're balanced. Right, if 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 the way you run your business and the way that you the, the hours that you put in, the energy you put into the different things that you have going on, you know that's balanced for you. For somebody else, and I and I know I've in, I've interviewed a lot of investors who automate things and do crazy amount of work and you know one of them is a, I think a mutual acquaintance of ours Justin Williams um, he's doing crazy amount of real estate but he's not putting in a ton of hours because for him balance is the free time that he that he wants so he created those systems and I think what you're telling me in leveraging others like you're talking about some of the interns that you're working with that are helping you you're leveraging others to to allow you to do the things you really want to be doing right instead of scheduling things and, and, and things like that that they can handle you've You've realized, and, and I'll be honest with you, this is something that I've realized over the last 12 to 18 months, is that leveraging other people or having other people help you in your business to do some of the things that either A, you don't like doing, or B, you're not great at, or just don't want to be doing for whatever reason, is very powerful, and it allows you to scale, it allows you to grow, and it allows you to be successful on a level that you could never do on your own. I think that's awesome, and I love the monthly goals that you make. So cool. Sometimes people People make goals at the beginning of the year. By the end of the year, I want to do this, this big goal, and you can lose sight of that, right? It's a long 12 months between January 1st and December 31st, so that's a very cool thing. I like that you're doing that, and I like that you mentioned that because I think some people fail to make those smaller monthly manageable goals along the way that they can look at to stay focused, so that's, that's super, super important, I think. So in your business now, you control over $7 million worth of real estate. Can you tell us, what does that consist of? Is that apartment buildings? Is it single family homes, uh, a combination of both? What does that portfolio sort of look like? Yep, it consists of single family homes in Dallas-Fort Worth and a 168-unit apartment community in Cincinnati. Nice. Okay, so... You're not from Cincinnati. I don't know if you've lived in Cincinnati. I know you're there now, obviously. How, why Cincinnati? How did that? How did you find that one? Uh, the I followed the opportunity. I uh, had a team member whenever I was, you know, starting to go into multifamily, and he introduced me to this deal. Uh, I um, I then qualified the market. I love Cincinnati. I th- I think it's. Uh, I love spending time here first and foremost. And then I also uh, checked out the fundamentals, and I had never visited Cincinnati um, prior to investing. 
Um, and by the way, when I said first and foremost, I don't put that ahead of the actual property. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm just saying that as a side note. Uh, what I looked at, the first thing I looked at is the the jobs. I mean, that, that's really what you, you need to look at. Sure. Um, both job growth and also job diversity. And Cincinnati has nine Fortune 500 companies. They actually have more per capita than any other city in the United States. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Huh. And you know, from Procter & Gamble to Kroger to AK Steel to um, you know, many others, Macy's is, is here. Uh, so you've got all sorts of different industries, too. You've got groceries, fashion, uh, steel. Uh, so that was what sealed deal and then you know once you look at um i look at multiple factors you know and 250 people in the msa metropolitan statistical area i look at um you know the, i look at the different uh cap rates that are available in the sub markets uh and then i wanted to find the path of progress uh, because even if the market is qualified you want to make sure that you're in the path of progress and this this uh deal that I got with investors about a year and a half ago, coming on two years now. Um, we are a mile away from the second largest Kroger marketplace that opened up a month after we closed. Wow. And it's the second largest Kroger marketplace in all of Ohio, all of Ohio. Uh, so Kroger and their, the smart people in their research center has identified where we're at as a pretty significant uh, area that's a, that's growing, sure. and that's a that's a type of you know um, indicators I look for whenever I'm looking at markets. I want to uh, I don't want to be the first one in a market, but I I, I want to be right after um, the first ones in the market. And I think we timed it. Knock on wood, I think we timed it pretty well. Wow, I had to tell you, and <laughs> you you when you talk, it's so. It's so analytical and it's so, I mean, very intelligent way that you go about deciding whether or not this was a good deal for you. It doesn't sound, you, I don't know how I'm going to say this without sounding insulting. It doesn't sound like an advertising major's way of thinking. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it, it, you know what I'm saying? It's like it, you think advertising major, you think super artsy, not super financially savvy or not real analytical. But I mean, you're analy it sounds like you're analyzing this like, you know anybody who was thinking about having a business in a certain town in a certain area those are all the things that you would do as a as a business person and that's you know it, it, that is extremely important that you look at those factors for sure but it's it's awesome that you're you have that you know that creative side but obviously you have a very strong business acumen as well it's it's impressive yeah well th thank you and you know i i whenever i start anything I just model after those who have successfully gone before me, and then I get similar results or nice. better results. Yeah. And um, that, that's that's all I that's all I'm doing is um, whenever I first started looking at multifamily, you know, I can run numbers on a single family home in my sleep. It's really simple, right. uh, as long as I know two or three things. And multifamily, I realized it was a lot of different terminology and. Uh, some of the terminology you know I know of, but I don't use because it, it's just I feel like it's it's complicating it for complicating its sake. Uh, whenever really it's just um, it boils down to you know what's the income, what are the expenses, what's the debt service, and what's the market cap rate. 
Uh, and then you you can evaluate the uh, you know you can find out what the NOI is from that, and you can get the numbers. And then then you've got the numbers on the property. So then the only other thing to evaluate is the market and the area, and you have to have people who pay you rent. So you wanted to have jobs, and you know I, I read a ton, um, and I I know through reading and through you know people I speak to that your residents are going to be within a one to three mile radius of your property. Um, so you want to make sure that the market is sound based on the fundamentals and population trends and job growth and all that. Um, but then you also want to pay particular attention to the submarket and see how that's performing and what's driving that growth. I love it, man. That's that's good stuff. And you mentioned NOI, and I just want to clarify net operating income, correct? Yes. Okay. Just for the listeners who are listening, I know sometimes I'll listen to podcasts and people throw out acronyms and I go, whoa, I don't know what that is. And I, I, yeah, and I hate, I hate acronyms. So, yeah, I, I should have said no, that. No, okay. That's cool. I have a lot of listeners that are real new or haven't even started yet. So I just want to make sure they're following along with what you're saying. So that's awesome, man. That's super smart. I mean, I, I can't say enough about doing your research, especially when you're getting into a bigger project like a, an apartment building like that. Not that people should take it lightly when they buy a single family home, but like you said, it, it's a whole nother game when you start going into the multifamilies and the bigger apartment buildings. So I, I love the research and I love the the, the uh, advice there as far as how you're you know analyzing your market. That's awesome. So let me ask you this. So you know, before the age of 30, you're a vice president. Now, uh, you're 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 you've got seven million dollars worth of of real estate uh, that you're controlling. You're doing huge things. You've got this podcast. So let me ask you this: If you were to be stripped of all of your assets, right? The apartment building's gone. Single family homes are gone. Any working capital you have is gone, and all of your 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 resources in terms of uh, your contacts and things like that gone, gone, gone. But you have all the knowledge that you've accumulated to this point, and I dropped you somewhere else in the Midwest that you're not familiar with. It's anywhere it doesn't matter, Illinois. What would you do? How would you start your business? How would you begin to grow, knowing what you know now? How would you begin to grow back your dynasty? And I don't know anybody, right? You do not know anybody. Okay. But you have yeah. all your knowledge. Right. Yeah. Um, I would just start adding value. It, it's really simple. Um, what I would do is I would actually um, create a podcast. Uh, and it would be Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> Fair uh, and then there, there would be an intro to what happened to Part 1. I'd be like, I don't know what happened, but I got stripped of it. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Talk to Mike. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I, the reason why I would start a podcast is because I, that would allow me to exponentially increase the amount of friendships I have more so than anything else because I would be interviewing uh, people who uh, are doing some pretty phenomenal things in the industry and um, I would develop friendships with them and then I would find ways to add value in their life. Um, I know that's high level, so I'll I'll get very specific too. Um, once I, by adding value in their life, what I would specifically do is I would focus on multifamily because I do get to keep my knowledge in this. Yep. Thank thankfully, and I would um, I would partner up with somebody who is doing multifamily development or major repositions. Uh, I would then um, work for free while I'm doing the podcast. I would I would try and get in on a deal with them by um, traveling to whatever market that they're doing deals in and being um, on site uh, from 
asset management to even management uh, and and adding value that way. And then I I build my track record since my track record didn't come with me um, in this scenario. And as I build the track record, I would uh, be able to start raising money for my own deals and then build it up again. Nice. So <clears throat> the, the important takeaway here for me, and you, and you said it a few times, is to add value. <clears throat> and what I see a lot of new investors doing when they go to like meetings and things and they're meeting people, it's, it's, it's kind of like this, what can you do for me? You know, I need this, I need that. I, can you show me this? Can you teach me that? But you didn't start out saying, I'm going to find people in my local community and start asking them for things. You said, I'm going to make friends. I am going to make con contact with people and add value to them. First, and I can't tell the listeners out there, as a real estate investor myself, and, and I'm sure Joe is exactly why you said it, because you know as well as I do, the best way to, to befriend a successful investor, the best way to learn and to really get out there and get some, some knowledge is to add value first. Don't ask. Give first, and, and they'll open up the doors a lot easier and let you in. I know when I get approached, and it's like, tell me, tell me, show me, do for me, give me this, give me that. It's a kind of a turnoff. It's hard. You know, you can't do that for everybody. But when someone comes up to you and says, hey, I'm new. This is what I would like to do. Is there anything I can do for you? Any way I can be of service? What are you up to? I want to I get involved, and I don't need anything in return. I just want to add value. I want to help. Tremendous difference in the way that I receive that from the person who just says, you know, I need, I need. So that's a huge, Absolutely. man, What a, that's just a great piece of advice. And I hope people understand how important that was. I mean, you're saying it very nonchalantly because that you know that's what you have to do because you, ha you still had the knowledge in the scenario. You still had your experience. But for people out there who haven't gotten started yet and they're like, you know, I don't know who to talk to. Nobody will help me. Listen, stop asking for things and just spend your focus, your energy on trying to add value. And you'll be surprised at how open and helpful people will be with you once you, you know, you, you offer to help them first. So, man, that's great advice. I love that. And and I, I yeah, that's how I, I live my life. And I wholeheartedly believe it. You know, the secret to living is giving, as Tony Robbins says. And uh, I, two, two follow ups on on what you mentioned, because I, I definitely agree with everything that you, you, you said on reinforcing it. And one is, yeah, I'd say 80% of people uh, won't do it that way won't won't uh try and add value <laughs> you're right uh, 80 percent of people will ask 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 as you've come across mike and um and then of the so now we're down to 20 percent and of the 20 percent who make it a focus of of asking what can what can they do i would say because that's happened to me you know people are like well i'm and it's refreshing to hear um, but of the 20%, I'd say, and this is just from my personal experience, I'd say 5%, only 5% follow up on their conversation. Only 5% are the ones who actually do something after asking what they can do. Yep. And within a timely manner, like 24, 48 hours, follow up with an email, recapping what you're going to do and then do it. Oh, it's, it's crazy. But that's just the world we live in, and that, that's just how things are. So if we're armed with that knowledge and we are part of that 5% that proactively want to add value, follow up within 24, 48 hours on what you discussed you doing, and then actually do it, oh, man. That 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 there's your career. There's there's your you know every, everyone wants um, you know kind of a, a recipe for success. That's it. That that's all all we have to do. And um, I would say one of the books 
that I would highly recommend in that vein is The Go-Giver by Bob Berg. Yeah, actually, that is a good book. I, I, I do I do think that's a, a great book, and I think people should read it. Um, yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, I can't agree more. And, man, I, I know what's happening right now, too, and it frustrates me because I, I started this podcast because I really want to help beginners. I really want to give them good advice. But sometimes... If you're not giving them the mechanics, like this is how you talk to a seller or this is how you hire a contractor, sometimes people zone out a little bit. And and the, what you just said, the advice that you just gave and reinforced and what we're talking about is so much more important than some of the mechanics that people stress out over and obsess over because the mechanics, you can teach some of the mechanics in like a, you know, a day or a couple of hours if, if you really try. But that mindset of giving and follow through and follow up and really doing what you say and saying what you do, super rare. You're right. I mean, they're among the very few small percentage of people who get that will actually be successful. So that's the best advice in the world. We could talk about mechanics. How do you buy houses? What do you look for? What paperwork do you use? You know, how do you find a realtor? All these things are are fine and there's a place for it. But what you just mentioned will will separate people who are really going to make it from people who maybe won't and they don't know why. And that's why. So I love it, man. That was just super good advice. So let's move on to your business again. I want to go back to it for a second. I know what you're up to now and we kind of have a, a sense of how you run it and what you have going on. What are you, what are your goals for the future? And not just maybe next month, like you talked about your smaller short-term goals, but like in the next year, you know, at the end of the year or maybe next year, what would you like to have done? Where, where are you headed with your business? Yeah. Um, well, by my 40th birthday, I'm 32 right now, I will control $1 billion in real estate. So I've got eight years and uh, on my phone and on my desktop and printed out in my room is a vision board with me photoshopped on the cover of Forbes magazine and it says billionaires. Oh, I love um, and so that will happen. Um, as far as you know, this year, you know, 2015, um, the development deal is a big area of focus uh, where you know, where I actually today uh, got the purchase contract from the seller um, that my business partner and I are going to review. And we've allegedly agreed to the business terms of the deal. And so now it's just a matter of um, I got to read it and see if that's still the case. Um, nice. But now it's just a matter of, of closing on that. And yeah, that's that right there. Once it's um, once once it's built, you know, it's going to be worth. 40, 50 million. Nice. Um, so that's, that's, a, that's a main area of focus of mine for 2015 in addition to the 168 unit um, and continuing to um, finish the repositioning of that. Uh, and, um, you know, why I've got clients I work with and, and helping them make deals happen too and learn how to raise money, all that good stuff. So, um, th- th- that, that would be my primary focus outside of the podcast and because the podcast feeds right into my business, yeah. uh, because, uh, I am able to, heck, I met you through it. Um, nope. I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't meet people like you, um, if I didn't have this podcast. And um, that, you know, there, there's tons of opportunities for uh, friendships and business relationships and who the heck else knows, you know, what, what else is in store. So um, that, you know, that, that's another major focus of mine is to continue to, to, you know, build up the listenership and have quality stuff on the podcast. Right on, man. I love it. I love it. And listen, Joe, I, I really appreciate you being on the show. You're a super busy guy. 
you've given us great content and you've given some advice that is absolutely priceless. And it's just amazing that there are podcasts like this one and like yours that people can listen to and just get, you know, for free, get incredible advice. And and you've shared incredible advice with us today. You've given a lot of people uh, a lot of stuff to think about that they might not have considered before they tuned in. So I really appreciate that. Before we go, is there anything that you're working on that you want to share with people? Anything that, that you'd like to, to talk about that you're excited about right now? Uh, I would say, yeah, we we've covered pretty much everything. The only the only thing I would mention is the one other thing that I'm really excited about is um, Barbara Corcoran just confirmed as a guest on my show, and uh, so I'll be nice. interviewing her soon. And um, you know, really, I'm I I get excited about all the projects I'm working on, quite frankly. But the the podcast for that most relevant for uh, your listeners would be. Uh, my podcast, Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever, uh, because as you said, it's it's a free thing. I never sell anything on it. Um, how I monetize it just from a business standpoint, so everyone knows, is I charge advertisers um, to be sponsors on it. So um, it, it's, it's, it's a pure um, pitch-free zone, my friends, and it's, nice. it's all about just, just quality content getting, getting out there. I love it. And just so people know, I mean, I have a podcast and I have sponsors as well. Podcasting is is not free, right? It costs something to do, so it's absolutely completely reasonable to have sponsors. I mean, I'm, you know, biased cuz I have them too and I have a podcast, but absolutely, man, I love it. The pitch-free zone is great. I know people get enough get pitched enough in real estate especially. It's really saturated with people pitching things. So, I love it. I, I definitely suggest people go to the best real estate investing advice ever podcast. It's a great podcast. I've listened to several shows in preparation for speaking to you. I wanted to get up to speed. I love it. It's saved. It's I'm subscribed to it. I'll be listening to it regularly now. I love it, man. Is that when people want to get a hold of you, if they want to get a hold of you uh, for whatever reason, maybe they just have, you know, they're sitting on tons of money and they want to invest in an apartment building or something, a land development. How can they get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, you can give me a call. 347-409-3914 and um it's interesting I've I've given my phone number out to uh on other shows and uh some people are like oh my gosh you just gave the phone number and and I got that from someone I interviewed um who non real estate related interview and he said um it goes back to the 5% thing I mean for whatever reason um you know People won't follow up, and I, I think people don't follow up for one of two reasons. Either one, um, I'm not a solution to their problem, um, or two, uh, laziness and yep. um, or lack of inspiration. And so, you know, if if you are inspired, and if you you know want to ask me a question or something, I'd be I'd be happy to help you out. You know, any any friend of Mike's a friend of mine. Um, or you can you know go to my website joefairless.com j o e f as in frank a i r l e s s dot com um, and my email on that site is info at uh, joefairless.com. I love it, man. The challenge is out there. All right, you got his phone number. I've only had one other people put give me their phone number on this podcast, and they called me the next day and said, "You know what? Second thought, don't 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 do that. Let's just strike that from." And I said, "All right, that's fine, no problem." So you're going to officially be the first person who's actually given me the phone number and let me put it out there. So uh, you know what? If you want to add value, if you have a question, 
you know, be one of the uh, the one percenters we talked about and give him a call and and uh, and I'm sure he'd be happy to help you. So, Joe, listen, it's been awesome having you on. I appreciate it very much. You've been very giving with information, giving with your time, and uh, it's been a blast for me. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. I'm very grateful to be on the show. Thanks a lot, Mike, and thanks, everyone. All right, buddy. Have a good day. Okay, until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start. 